nightmare for people that had to try to prepare for him because he, he had unique skills. Just go get the quarterback. I felt sorry for some of those poor tackles that came in and had to go against him because they didn't realize what they were getting themselves into. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Not some fun. Lights out. Back in the cornerback, just like uh, like you like you devastate a city or you cream or you cream a multitude of people. I mean, it's just like like you put all the offensive players in one bag, and I just take a baseball bat and beat on the bag. So each time he came over there, I tried to tear his damn head off. Let's play some football. Let's play some football. The pressure is on. This is Off the Edge on Tide 100.9. Focus on what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Think about that. Don't think about how you feel, how tired you are, how hot it is. You got to push yourself on the field when you're playing football. It's my honor to present the national championship trophy to Coach Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. me, this is the ultimate team. All these guys bought into everything they needed to do to be the best players that they could be. There's more togetherness on this team than almost any team that we've ever had. And they had to overcome and persevere so much adversity through this season. And they've done it magnificently. And I'm so proud of this group for what they've been able to accomplish in going undefeated and winning the national championship. Streaming live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and the Tide 100.9 app. Here is your host of Off the Edge, Jacob Harrison. Hello there, good morning, welcome in to Off the Edge, Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Jacob Harrison here with you, Digital Managing Editor of Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Across from me is Joe Gaither, Brand Manager of Tide 100.9, Hunter Brantley, Mason Woods behind the glass, helping us out today, and the one and only Deshaun Watson has hijacked the show because literally just minutes ago 20 of his 24 cases have been settled out of court and will soon be dismissed uh the news was first broken by jake trotter saying that all but four of the civil lawsuits against deshaun watson had been settled a uh, very lengthy uh, statement there that, I mean, I didn't have time to read before the show came on. Uh, but the terms and the amounts of the settlements will remain confidential, according to Ari Myrov uh, at my sports update from PFF. Busby adds, uh, Busby is the attorney. Uh, is, is Busby against Deshaun or, or for Deshaun? For. For. He's the defending lawyer. Okay. Uh, Busby adds that the first right. plaintiff... Ashley Solace and three other plaintiffs are continuing no, to No, no, no. He's the, he's the plaintiff lawyer. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. Uh, and the, the NFL's investigation is still ongoing. So uh, much of that... Rusty Harden is is, uh, is uh, Deshaun's, Watson, uh, Deshaun's lawyer. Okay. Much of that, uh, that statement that comes from Jake Trotter from Tony Busby, uh, the, the, the plaintiff's lawyer, is... About this Ashley Solace uh, individual, she was the first one to speak up and try to come forward with this, uh, and she is one of four that are going to continue to pursue. As stated, quote, as stated, Ashley Solace is one of the heroes of the story. 
this coming from Jake Trotter and Tony Busby, or Jake Trotter from Tony Busby via Jake Trotter on Twitter. Her case has not settled, and thus her story and that of the other three brave women will continue. I look forward to trying these cases in due course, consistent with other docket obligations and the court's schedule. So, holy crap. <laughs> I the, the sh- Like, we were on the verge of him getting up to 26 cases, and now he's down to, to four. Now he's down to... Settling implies guilt, does it not? Uh, traditionally, traditionally, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it implies guilt or, uh, I mean, traditionally, yes, unfo- uh, yes. I mean, like, so that, that makes... Some would argue that it doesn't. Some would argue that it's simpler to settle, um, cheaper to settle than, than a long court battle. But was it not Deshaun Watson's own words? That he didn't want to settle, that he wanted to prove the truth in yeah. court. Yes. Now, sure, in his line of work, he doesn't really have all the time in the world to to go through court proceedings and wait out a judgment plus the NFL's investigation because he's going to have to deal with the, the ridicule that comes with that and everything. Because even if he were proven innocent by all accounts, he'd still have to deal with something. If you think Jerry Judy doesn't still have to deal with something right now in Denver – with people not understanding what his case was really about, you know, you, you'd be extremely naive. And obviously, like, that pales in comparison to, to what Deshaun Watson is is up against. And to be completely for... I mean, you look back on Kobe, you look back on Ben Roethlisberger, and then you look back on some of the uh, more physical altercations, such as uh, Ray Rice and Greg Hardy and uh, Joe Mixon, and you know you see a trend where these guys are able to, in some way, uh, alter perceptions of themselves by being able to be on the field and stay clean, basically stay out of the public eye. You know, Ben Roethlisberger completely changed his image. He's he's more so now, at least in the the Pittsburgh guy, is more so seen as you know being a dad and a husband and somebody who gives back to the community. You know, it's very easy for Steelers fans to to kind of let it go though because he was successful. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback on the back end of something that happened very early on in his career. Same thing for Kobe Bryant, right? Change your number, you know, change your hairstyle, come out be one of the best to ever do it. And a lot of the noise kind of goes away. So with Deshaun Watson, you if you're Deshaun, you want the, the same thing to happen. You want the opportunity to at least be on the field. You're in a new environment on a, on a much better team that honestly, with you at the helm, has Super Bowl aspirations because uh, it's got one of the best defenses in the world, the best offensive line in the, in, in the NFL. There's really no excuse. You know, Amari Cooper on the outside, uh, David and Joku at tight end, Nick Chubb at running back. There's really no excuse for the Browns not to be good if Sean Watson is able to play football. Now, that's where you kind of backtrack and you look. The NFL's investigation is still ongoing. Can the NFL do the right thing and suspend this guy for at least a year? If If Calvin Ridley gets a full year for betting on a couple of games, if not just one, it was a fifteen hundred dollar bet. If if Calvin Ridley has set out an entire year, what does Deshaun Watson have to sit out? Two years. Two years. Three. Three. Well, three's. I know they're not going to do that. I want him to three. Suspect. Three would decimate his career. I, I mean, want his career decimated. I, I get that. Uh, but yes, uh, two, but two years should be the right punishment. What it's gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna suspend him for two years. Then they're gonna, they're gonna plead, plead it down to one, and that's gonna be that. It the, the most bizarre thing out of all of this is the 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 idea that comes behind playing professional sports. You always hear it. It's a privilege, not a right. It is their job. They do get paid to do this, and you can get fired from your job based off of performance and 
and a litany of other things when it comes to playing professional sports. But when you reach a certain caliber, sometimes that doesn't always matter. And like the, the fact of the matter is, is that one allegation against anybody at a normal nine to five job in this, and you're done. You, you work in radio and you deal with this. You're done. You, doesn't matter what you do. You're done. You're fired. You've got to move on. You've got to find practically something new. (laughs) Move to another state where nobody knows your name. But when it comes to Deshaun Watson, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And so the NFL has a problem on its hands where it's got a team that has paid this, this guy $230 million guaranteed over the next handful of years. He's one of the most exciting players on the field, one of the best at his position on a team that could go to the playoffs, and he just settled nearly all of his lawsuits out of court. And if you could settle 20, what's keeping him from settling four more? What's keeping him from settling six or seven more? Or or however many more that come forward. What What's really... Because money is not the issue. Money is not the object that stands in his way. It's the willingness of four or five other women to to take that money. And I'm not saying that they should. I'm not saying that they shouldn't. They should do whatever's in their best interest. But that all comes back to the fact that this all implies guilt. And when you do things like this, you've kind of earned whatever is is coming your way. So I, I, I think one year is almost too short because it compares too similarly to uh, – to Calvin Ridley's suspension, which was handed down swiftly, by the way, uh, and not to mention if if that is the severity of tarnishing, you know, if, if, if betting is tarnishing the shield so badly that a guy's got to sit out for an entire year despite being one of the best at his position and yada, 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 uh, then then what's what's 24 allegations against the guy like, like Deshaun Watson really? I, mean, I, I think... I think Hunter's on to it. I think two years is not so outlandish. Uh, how many years was Michael Vick out of the league? Two years? I think Vick was out of the league for I two think, years. I think so, yeah. I think you're right. I mean, Vick actually, you know, went to jail. <laughs> you know, like he was actually, you know, imprisoned and served his time and then still had to wait. And then when he came back in the league, he had to, you know, sit behind McNabb, and then he took over, and he played at an MVP level for a year or two. This isn't this isn't Colin Kaepernick where you're where you're blackballed out of the league, and you got to wait six years to even get a tryout. Mike Vick uh, played for Atlanta last year in Atlanta it was 2006. He missed uh, 07 and 08, and then he played for Philadelphia in 12 games in 2009. And that was as the backup kind of wildcat option. Yeah, yeah then, start, he started and, one game. Yes, yeah. And then 2010 is was kind of his MVP season, I think. Yep. Uh, so two years won't ruin your career, and it won't ruin your reputation. He, I mean, Mike Vick did a lot to help his reputation. There's still people that hate him, and I guess they're they're justified in their opinions. Uh, but he did he you know he served his time, came back and did his thing. Now, Deshaun, if he ever went to prison for any of this, it's not for just one year, obviously. Uh, but just trying to think of the the rational way, like, because this dude's got to serve a suspension. All all of this noise that has centered around him, the Browns should not expect him to be their starting quarterback in 2022. They should not. They should they should have a hard time expecting him to be their quarterback in 2023. To be honest, and the the hilarity of it all is the fact that they've got this brilliant team all stacked around nothing. Because if you're Baker Mayfield, you're begging the Carolina Panthers to pull the trigger. Who I don't care if you suck. Get me out of this town. Get me out of this city. They they have... They chose this guy with all these allegations and basically uh, just gave the implied guilt signature on, on all of this. Get me out of town. So is Jacoby Brissett going to be the, the the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns in 2022? Sounds like it. 
It's looking like it, yeah. <laughs> Unless Roger Goodell lowers the boom on Deshaun Watson, which ain't no telling what's going to happen with that. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. He's he's got to. You want to play judge, jury, and execution on on everybody? Do it now. And and the the other thing too is like again, you go back to those domestic violence uh, situations with Greg Hardy and Ray Rice and all. All those guys like served short suspensions, and and Goodell got eaten alive for it, right? So he's he's done a better job in recent years of handling those sorts of things. Honestly, uh, you know, domestic violence situations have gone down, but that doesn't mean that we don't still see instances similar to what happened with Dalvin Cook, where uh, you know his agent gets out in front of it and kind of squashes the whole thing before anybody even really hears about it. Uh, and pleads that his, you know, pleads that Dalvin Cook was actually the the victim in the situation. But nonetheless, I mean, the NFL's got more tar on its shield from this than it did from Calvin Ridley, and that's that that's absolutely a fact. So they're going to have a, a strong decision to make here when it comes to Deshaun Watson. And I don't know if uh, if if I don't know that settling twenty of your twenty four lawsuits helps your argument at all. And I don't think that it should. So, wow. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with A.J. Spur here on Off the Edge. Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The Chamber of Commerce of West Alabama will host the annual Celebrate Local event at the Tuscaloosa River Market Tuesday, June 21st from 11 a.m. till 7 p.m. The event is free and open to the public, featuring dozens of retailers and vendors from across West Alabama. Celebrate Local showcases a wide range of products and services. Attendees can shop for a variety of items, including clothing, jewelry, home decor, art, gifts, and more. Several restaurants will also be on hand to offer samples of their most popular entrees. Presented by Tuscaloosa tourism and sports celebrate local is a great way to learn more about what our local community has to offer as it encourages people to think local first for more info visit westalabamachamber.com my caretaker was very rough with me i thought they did it because i wasn't moving fast enough elder abuse is a crime and together we can stop it if you or someone you know has been abused neglected or exploited call the adult abuse hotline at 1-800-458-7214 that's 1-800-458-7214 sponsored by the alabama department of human resources the department of justice adeca grant number 18 va vs 050 the aba and this station covid19 has disrupted our lives but it won't have the last word we will across alabama Thousands are getting vaccinated to protect themselves and others. Find out where you can get the COVID vaccine today at alabamaunites.com. Please get vaccinated. If you have symptoms, also get tested for COVID-19. Alabama Unites Against COVID. Sponsored by the ADPH, the ABA, and this station. Did you know not washing your hands after using the bathroom can increase the spread of hepatitis A? Washing your hands with soap and water, as well as getting vaccinated, is the best way to protect yourself if you are at risk of getting hepatitis A. One dose of the hepatitis A vaccine provides long-lasting protection in up to 95% of those who receive it. For more information on the hepatitis A outbreak in our state, visit alabamapublichealth.gov forward slash IMM. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Public Health, the ABA, and this station. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Advertise this time of year around 90 degrees, but we will exceed that over the next several days. 96 this afternoon in the part of cloudy skies. Fair skies overnight tonight. The overnight lows are 72. And for tomorrow, plenty of sun. The afternoon high, 97 degrees. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. New analysis in T-Town. Hey, I got a stat for you. Off the Edge with Jacob Harrison continues on Tide 100.9. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 uh, Miami, uh, uh, South Beach, bring me the heat, uh, <laughs> can y'all feel that, can y'all feel that, jig it out, 
Back here on Off the Edge, Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama. Crimson Tide Sports, Jacob Harrison here with you. Joe Gaither as well. Hunter Brantley and Mason Woods behind the glass. It's that time on a Tuesday. Well, we head out to the phone lines and we talk with AJ Spur, site editor, not freelancer of Roll Tide Wire, the USA Today affiliate of the Alabama Crimson Tide at Spur FM on the Twitter account. AJ, what's going on, dude? Dude, you left out his most important credential. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, definitely the guy behind Tua and on. While we're at it, let's just throw in, too, that apparently I was hitting, quote unquote, hitting the good stuff. So all that was news to me, Uh, but I woke up on the right side of the grass today and we're another day closer to college football. So uh, no complaints on my end. Yeah. uh, 74. uh, And this one's just to annoy Joe. uh, 74 Jedrick Wills days away from the Alabama Crimson Tide suiting up against Utah. Why do we love that guy? It it was all the yellow that he put on the field. It was, it was good for, for TV contrast and, and eyesight. Uh, AJ, I don't know if you you saw this. I would imagine you have, uh, but literally right as the show started, this thing with Deshaun Watson had a its most recent development. Twenty of his twenty four uh, lawsuits have been settled out of court. Uh, you just you got any reaction to that? Uh, listen, the NFL is going to do you know what the NFL wants to do. With this, it's no longer a criminal matter. He wasn't indicted by a grand jury. Uh, the civil suits are still ongoing, or at least four of them are now. Uh, who knows whether those four are going to look to settle out of court or if they're going to want to try and take this all the way to a civil trial. But at the end of the day, the NFL, what they still see are 24 uh, serious allegations, at least serious enough to warrant settlements for 20 of them. Um, and there have been rumors floating around now for the past couple of days of a potential full season suspension, which, you know, I'm, I'm far from the judge, jury, or executioner, uh, but Calvin Ridley getting a full season for uh, legally betting on, you know, games he was not playing in, um, meaning a full year suspension, you know, are we really going to equate these two is what it comes down to. Either lower Ridley's or if you're going to, going to go ahead and keep the uh, the Ridley year-long suspension uh you know maybe you got to think about something a little more harsher for a Deshaun Watson yeah the uh the sins of man are not equal under the eyes of the law and it, it shouldn't be that way with the NFL as well I, I I would be blown away if they so quickly came to the resolution to suspend Calvin Ridley for a year and gave Deshaun Watson equal or less than to that time uh Hunter suggested uh two years i think that that is that's ample i mean that that's practically how long mike vick was out of the league he came back and was able to resurrect his career as much as he possibly could uh now obviously what what mike vick did and what deshaun watson is being accused of those are not on the same plane necessarily at all but uh, and obviously deshaun's not going to serve time because it's not a like like you said it's not a criminal manner anymore but nonetheless uh you know I asked Joe right at the top of the show, when you settle out of court, is that not implied guilt, at least to a degree? And and to me, it is. So uh, interesting situation all the way around. Uh, what, what I wanted to talk about today, actually, before Deshaun Watson hijacked my show, is damn dirty Browns was the offensive line recruiting class. It feels like uh, Nick, Nick Saban is making a strong effort to – um, right the wrongs of yesteryear, right? Uh, I was talking off the air earlier with Mason, uh, you know, because we were hyping up all the guys in this class. You know, Wilkin Formby, the Northridge kid, uh, he commits yesterday. We've, you know, we're talking about Samson, Okunlola, uh Pancake Honcho. Pancake Honcho. Give me that. It dude reminds me of Tyron Smith. And Caden Proctor, who's a big name in there as well. You know, but when you when you look at what Nick Saban might be trying to repair, it, it does kind of bring you back to 2020 when the Brockermeyer bros come in and uh, DJ Ferguson and 
all all these guys. J.C. Latham is the only one projected to be a starter this year, and even then, like there's still some worry there. So, do, do you get the impression based off of the way the recruiting class is going that Nick Saban's trying to trying to right those wrongs and and maybe get some guys in here that that can play offensive line and play it quickly? You know, I don't think Nick Saban year in and year out changes much when it comes to his recruiting pitch. You know, you you have an opportunity to learn from uh, one of the greatest coaches, if not the greatest coach of all time in Nick Saban. You get to be forever affiliated with, you know, the championship program um, in Tuscaloosa. And of course, I mean, you got to flaunt all those first round draft picks and uh, players that Alabama produced and brought into the league. That being said, you know, it, it can't be swept under the rug, the poor offensive line play from last season and what looked to be, you know, just a little bit better of, or more of an improvement from last season in this past A-Day game. Um, Caden Proctor has been crystal balled to Iowa for quite some time. Uh, he's obviously narrowing it down now between the Hawkeyes and the Crimson Tide. I don't necessarily think we are going to see uh, him wear crimson but when his time comes I think he's locked in on Iowa but you know uh, getting Wilkin Formery um, yesterday was big and I think that will start some sort of a wave for the offensive line it's difficult because you know uh, uh, the fans especially online have such a big input on this I mean having these you know 18 17 year old recruits feel the love from a fan base you know, it's undoubtedly a factor in uh, some of these kids' decisions, especially the ones that really love the spotlight. Offensive linemen are not like that. Not only are they not big fans of the spotlight, but fans themselves don't actually follow or recognize this top-tier talent from high school at the offensive line position. They're more interested in these, you know, top-tier quarterback recruits or these safeties, wide receivers, running backs. And, you know, obviously when they get up to the collegiate level, that's when people start appreciating them a little bit more. But, you know, to answer your question, I don't think much is going to change in the recruiting pitch or what Nick Saban prioritizes on the recruiting trail. I think he's still going to try and go get the, uh, the best talent available at any given position that he's looking to fill. And speaking of best possible talent, how about the number one guy in the country, regardless of position, that being Arch Manning? A uh, couple of days ago, you, you guys wrote, covered it over at Roll Tide Wire. Uh, Will Randall, three-star tight end that plays high school ball with one Arch Manning. He's committed to Texas, and all the same schools that, that are on Arch Manning's list, they were on Randall's list as well. Do you think, uh, you think there's any kind of ties there where – Randall's decision may be a precursor to, to Manning's as well. I think we could sit here and, and, and you know, talk about that. Uh, undoubtedly, there's a strong connection between the two that uh, all these programs and their, their head recruiters uh, were able to notice so that they would offer this kid. I mean, we're talking about, you said he's a three-star tight end. He's a good prospect. I'm not, you know, speaking down on him as a player. But let's be honest, if Arch Manning was not, you know, in play, would he have still received offers from Alabama or Texas or any other school that is, you know, reportedly in on Arch Manning at this time? And is this a a precursor to an Arch Manning, you know, commitment to Texas? I don't think so at all. I think this is some sort of red herring or, you know, incidental red herring. I don't think that this was a calculated move. Uh, I think, you know, the, the commit to Texas was what he wanted to do. And if there's one thing I've learned throughout this process is that you can't take any rumors, you know, <laughs> below face value. Especially because, with Arch Manning. Uh, you know, I, what's up? <laughs> I said especially with Arch Manning. <laughs> yeah, especially with Arch Manning. Because I, at one point, uh, wrote a story uh, based on a, a rumor from a blue check that said, you know, he's down to three schools. And I wake up the next morning to a direct message from a family member of his that said, not only is that not true, it, the list has grown of prospective schools. So I, I think... Wait, AJ's know, talking to the Mannings? Oh, yeah. 
He's got he's got connections. Daggone. You get the good guess. Go ahead, JJ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think I think Randall's decision was made on his own, irrespective of what Manning uh is thinking or, you know, might do. I don't even know if he's talking to his fellow teammates about this thought process. It seems to me like a very in house, family oriented, all arch decision. You know, so Longhorns fans, go and get excited if you want. I don't know if you have that Sam Ellinger, we're back, you know, <laughs> sound bite, because I would love to hear that. But, no, I, I don't think that this means absolutely anything when it comes to Arch Manning's, you know, inevitable commitment down the road. Yeah, I think you uh, alluded to it a little bit earlier is, you know, this guy may, may not be getting these kind of offers without Arch Manning's help. So maybe – Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe this is Texas, you know, really pressing the gas on one of his teammates to try to, you know, tug at Arch just a, a tad bit more. I think they are leading as far as many of the the crystal balls go. But uh, maybe it's more on Texas's side, or, or maybe it is as simple as you've said. It's just Will Randall doing what Will Randall wants to do, and really and truly, that's what it should be all about for for any of these kids when it comes to do their uh, recruiting. Talking with AJ Spur, the site editor of Roll Tide Wire, the USA Today affiliate of the Alabama Crimson Tide at Spur FM on the Twitter account. Here on Off the Edge, I'm Jacob Harrison. This is Tide 100.9. The SEC scheduling debacle. Uh, last we spoke, uh, we talked about how we would prefer the, the scheduling to be. Well, at the spring meetings, uh, it came down to it. A vote, 8-14. to 14, These coaches decide that they want to stay with uh, with an eight-game schedule, and this has to be one of the weakest quotes I've ever heard, and I really like Mark Stoops. I do. Hello. But you got to say, Jay? I think we lost AJ. Give him a call back, yeah, Hunter. Y'all give him a, a call back. We'll try to reconnect with AJ. But where I'm going with this is Mark Stoops saying the reason being that these coaches have voted the way that they have is a lot of us have crossover games, South Carolina and Clemson. We being Kentucky have Louisville and we want to keep that to play nine conference games in Louisville. That's tough. Aww. Oh, boo hoo. Cry, baby, cry, baby, cry. He went on to talk about, Oh, half of us get fired every year. Yeah. 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 Like, dude, just be better. Just raise the level of your own program. And, you know, play the nine games and give your fan base the Louisville game. And, you know, wow, we've got a really great schedule to talk about now. Yeah, and, and how many of those years are you going to get Mississippi State? You Is Mississippi State and Louisville, like, the end of the world for you? Come on, dude. Come on. Uh, do we got AJ back? No, not yet. So that that is the weakest thing. And when you're you're efforting to be better. Right. If you're Kentucky, what you should want, what Mark Stoops should want, is the opportunity to play better talent and to win those games. Right. You want to. You don't just want everything to ride on how your trips to Gainesville and Athens go. Right. You you want the opportunity to win meaningful football games, and if that means having to play Alabama and Louisville in the same year or Auburn and Louisville in the same year, then Go for it. Then do it. Don't don't sit back and cry and say that's that's tough. Because you know who's not crying about the schedule and, and how tough it is? Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson. These are these are schools that are not Oklahoma, US like they're they're not going to complain, oh, that's hard. You want to be like Auburn and say, Oh no, we have to play Georgia and Alabama twice in a year. What well, or back to back. Guess what? When you pull it off then you are worthy of your high ranking when you do it. You have to earn what you get. Otherwise, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, tennis, any of the eight coaches that voted in favor of this, and I, they're all the bottom dwellers. This is this is Eli Drink, Drinkwitz. This is Shane Beamer. Uh, this is Mark Stoops, apparently. You know, Mike Leach, Lane Kiffin, Clark Lee. It's the, these are the guys voting for this type of thing because they don't want the competition. Whereas Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Jimbo Fisher, those are part of part of your six. 
that that voted in favor of this, saying, "Yeah, bring it on, let's go to war." My guys, your guys, I win. Some confidence behind that. Let's get back out to the hotline. I think we got AJ connected now. AJ, we're we're talking about the the eight game schedule being uh, kept in play. Uh, out of the SEC spring meetings, the coaches of the SEC voting 8-14 to 14 in favor of keeping it at 8. And one of those reasons being quoted from Mark Stoops, and I think this is a really weak quote from him, who I consider to be a really strong head coach. The reason being, a lot of us have crossover games, South Carolina and Clemson. We have Louisville being Kentucky, and we want to keep that. To play nine conference games in Louisville, that's tough. What, what do you think when, when you hear a strong-minded head coach who's bringing Kentucky out of the depths football-wise, saying, no, it's too hard. Well, you say strong-minded, but evidently not strong-willed, if that's the case. The SEC is the SEC for a reason. You know, I mean, uh, you you mentioned it right as I got back on here, which, first of all, you keep mentioning two and on. They're going to get into your your, your phone lines and everything, and this is just going to keep happening. They're welcome here. Uh, They're absolutely welcome here. You are welcome but, here. <laughs> listen, you, you, you want you want an easier schedule. Not to say that the status quo is easy, but if you want to compete with the best of the best, which a majority of the best reside within the SEC, you're going to have to do something to boost up that resume. I mean, look at South Carolina. Obviously, they have to play Georgia. Are they likely going to beat Georgia on a yearly basis? No. Okay. So if they can't beat Georgia, you got to give them something else, another team, another opportunity to play against one of those bigger, stronger teams to boost their resume um, in conference. So if, if they're content with where they're at now as a program, then sure, go for it. Keeping it at eight games right now isn't hurting Alabama. It's not hurting Georgia, Texas A&M, LSU, it's going to hurt those programs that are toward the middle or on the lower side of the middle tier in this conference that want to compete. And this one extra in-conference game would definitely give them that opportunity to prove themselves worthy of being a competitive program. AJ, I know you're excited for the return of EA Sports college football video game. Uh, we actually, I, don't, I don't know if you, you saw this or not because it's hard to get news when it comes to this game. So many people have been making up rumors for years and years and years. But the it, it was announced uh, just the other day, next July, July 2023 is when we're finally going to get our hands on uh, on this game. And they're, they're hoping to have realistic rosters in there uh, by taking advantage of NIL. So far, I think uh, something like 120 schools have, have approved the use of their, their image and so on and so forth. You know, they're, they're, it looks like they're trying to bring back, you know, our childhood with this game. Uh, and they're also going to pay these schools uh, in tiers based off of how often you have uh, finished in the top 25 over like the past five, over the past 10 years. So tier one gets a hundred and five or basically 105 grand tier two gets 63 grand tier three gets 42 grand. And finally the final tier gets like a uh, 10 and a half grand. Uh, to, to be in the game. So you're, you're, what you bring to the table is what you get out of it. But uh, thoughts on any of that or anything else you've seen concerning uh, the video game that we've waited entirely way too long on? Well, no, I'm, I'm hoping that they'll have these realistic rosters, and I'm hoping this game you know, lives up to the expectation. Obviously, just having it is going to be good enough for most people. But actually having a solid game, in my opinion, is is more important than just having it back at all. The last thing we want is for this thing to be rushed and people to, you know, buy it, have it flying off the shelves, and then you get home and you're just disappointed with it. Uh, One big thing with NIL that I like personally more, just because it's tangible, is this new NIL deal that Topps and other trading card companies are doing with individual players and collegiate programs. I'm a big trading card collector, so, you know, Having a, you know, Will Anderson, you know, autographed one of 30 trading card out there gets me excited because I'll definitely be spending money on that. Whereas I might wait a little bit longer to see how people feel about this, uh, this game coming out in July 2023 uh, before I actually go out and buy it. 
no doubt about it. And I mean, thinking about if if they are able to secure legitimate rosters, I mean, the Alabama Crimson Tide that you're looking to play with in July of 2023, Jalen Milrow, Jalen Milrow, Dallas Turner. Let's go. Sounds like a lot of fun. And and on top of that, I mean, I, I said this one uh, when it was first announced that it was coming back. Playing against the Bulldogs ain't going to be easy because Brock Bowers is going to be an absolute stud in that game. Uh, AJ, um, you know, we, we've joked about two and on enough. It's time to, to get real and talk business. Uh, Dan Orlovsky got kicked out of two and on. He lost his uh, his credentials. What's up, man? What You know, you getting mad at Dan for... Uh, for talking about other quarterbacks under 25? What did he say? I didn't see exactly what he said. Yes, so you much did, but tell him anyways, <laughs> Jacob. Tell him anyways because he wants to hold up this facade. That's fine. Mr. Orlovsky lost his credentials because of a tweet from four hours ago in which he named the top five quarterbacks 25 or younger in order, and from five to one, it is Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow. He left off Justin Fields, too? Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Having Trevor Lawrence on that list immediately delegitimizes it for me. Um, there's too much Tua slander. I actually, in all honesty, did not see that tweet. And it's because there's too much Tua slander going on online. There's, there's all this, you know, there's a narrative that's got to be pushed. There's reputations that have to be protected. Orlovsky's a very outspoken supporter of Tua. However, you know, he has to pander a little bit to the masses, and the masses in this case hate Tua Tungabailoa. Uh, I, I hate the list, honestly. I, I'm not saying Tua is a top three, you know, quarterback under 25, but come on. I mean, what did T-Law do in this past season? Sure, he had Urban Meyer. Uh, ETN was out for the season. And the Jaguars overall as a franchise, it's hard to hard to win with. But, you know, did, did T-Law really do too much to, uh, to, to bump him over Tua? Mm, I, 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 I'm posing I, that question. I, I wouldn't say so. I, I, would, uh, I would have Mac Jones at four and I would have Tua at five. Jeez. Uh, I, I would probably put Justin Fields at six. Justin Fields has the same problem as Trevor has. The team around him did him no favors. Like you, you know that he's I'm not good. Gonna, I'm not sitting here taking taking your time to argue for Justin Fields, but <laughs> Mac Jones over to over to a tongue of Iloa, like geez, in the NFL, we, yes. Oh my yes. gosh! And in, in, uh, out there, Brian, any stadium? No, thank you. <laughs> you got to go back and watch some of these Patriots Dolphins games. First of all, Tua undefeated against the Patriots. I just want to throw that. Jacob's over there. here just scooping oh. mayo into his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> also, if I may add, Jacob, uh, I think you, would you have T Law over Field? No, in, in, in the one you just had. No, I, I wouldn't. That they, they, they would be fighting for six, but but I think I would have Fields above Lawrence. No, I'd have Fields in the top five. I'd have Fields at five. That a boy. <laughs> AJ, can I take a, take a question to uh, spin off? You know, NHL NHL hockey. Big time uh, Stanley Cup Finals spurred this question. Earlier today, we saw we were watching highlights, and obviously they got physical last night. A couple fights got me thinking. Mason Woods, our, one of our producers, was asking, what, we, we should have fight, uh, legal fighting in every sport. And if legal fighting were happening in every sport, you know, in college football this year, who would be the designated enforcer for this Alabama Crimson Tide team? Your Achilles that has to go out and represent the Tide, lay down the law if things aren't going right. He rip, he's ripping helmets off and actually gonna 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 beat some guys up NHL hockey style. You got pretty you know pretty a lot of great a lot of great choices on the eighty five man roster. Who is AJ Spurs, big time defender of the Tide? All right, I'm going to say Will Anderson. I feel like, to me, that's the obvious choice. But if we want to protect him, keep him safe from injury, and I hope none of these players get injured, if it's not Will Anderson, Cameron Latu is a big dude. I would I would feel comfortable having Latu out there representing us in a fist fight on the 50-yard line against anybody on our regular season schedule right now. I think that's fair. I do too. I, 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 I like staying away from Will Anderson on this. I, I think you never throw the star out for the fight, right? Uh, I mean, Sidney Crosby ain't getting in fights, y'all. Like it, it kind of is what it is. But 
I will say I like Cameron Law too. Is a name that crossed my mind. I really like Joe's uh, mention of Tim Smith. I I think uh, he's he's got a lot of big dog in him. But I think we're all leaving out the most obvious answer is Javion Cohen. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Javion Cohen would wreck some dudes if. It, 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 no, I, I, I can't go. It's Javion Cohen or bust for me. <laughs> Who would you – you have to pick three players to protect. Let's say there's a fight. It's a brawl. The, both rosters, everyone on the sideline, they meet in the middle. You have to pick three players to protect. Who are you protecting? I'm not throwing Bryce Young out there. I'm not throwing Will Anderson out there. I'm not throwing hmm. – Jameer Gibbs? No, we got plenty of running backs. He, he, he if, <laughs> if, if, if he dies, he dies. There's an obvious choice here. It's Will Riker. I, there you go. I'm, I, there I, you I'm, go. Choosing, I'm protecting Will Riker, Bryce Young, and um, and Will Anderson. There you go. I like it. The three stars from the three phases of the game. That's how you do it. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> Sorry, Jameer. I, I tried to stick up for you, my guy. Oh, AJ, man, it was a lot of fun, man. We appreciate it. We'll talk with you next week, all right? Of course. Sounds good, boss. I appreciate y'all for having me on. Absolutely. At Spur FM on the Twitter account, site editor of Roll Tide Wire, the USA Today affiliate of the Alabama Crimson Tide. We'll take a break. Come back here on Off the Edge, Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9. Where on earth did he come from? Present movies in the park. Take good care of their old yellow dog. It all happens at Government Plaza on Saturday nights for free. So be sure to bring lawn chairs, blankets, coolers, but no alcohol. Food trucks will be on site. All brought to you by Pepsi, Tuscaloosa Tourism and Sports, and First Baptist Church of Tuscaloosa. This Saturday, June 25th, featuring the movie Old Yeller. Try it again, sister. Old Yeller will bust you wide open. For more details and full movie lineups, swipe open the free Tuscaloosa the Thread app. The Chamber of Commerce of West Alabama will host the annual Celebrate Local event at the Tuscaloosa River Market Tuesday, June 21st from 11 a.m. till 7 p.m. The event is free and open to the public, featuring dozens of retailers and vendors from across West Alabama. Celebrate Local showcases a wide range of products and services. Attendees can shop for a variety of items, including clothing, jewelry, home decor, art, gifts, and more. Several restaurants will also be on hand to offer samples of their most popular entrees. Presented by Tuscaloosa Tourism and Sports. Celebrate Local is a great way to learn more about what our local community has to offer as it encourages people to think local first. For more info, visit WestAlabamaChamber.com. I can go from zero to 60 way too fast. <laughs> Who knew electric vehicle owners were having so much fun? 20 or 30 years ago, I owned a, a gas sports car, and this car is much quicker. It's a great, fun car to drive. When you put your foot on the accelerator, it just goes. They're fun, they're fast, they're efficient. Visit driveelectricalabama.com to learn how you can start having fun driving an electric vehicle. Sponsored by the Alabama Clean Fuels Coalition, the ABA, and this station. Did you know not washing your hands after using the bathroom can increase the spread of hepatitis A? Washing your hands with soap and water, as well as getting vaccinated, is the best way to protect yourself if you are at risk of getting hepatitis A. One dose of the hepatitis A vaccine provides long-lasting protection in up to 95% of those who receive it. For more information on the hepatitis A outbreak in our state, visit alabamapublichealth.gov forward slash IMM. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Public Health, the ABA, and this station. You're listening to Off the Edge on Tide 
Back here on Off the Edge, Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Jacob Harrison, Joe Gaither, Hunter Brantley, Mason Woods. Hunter, you are of legal drinking age, are you not? Barely. I am, yes. Barely. How, how long have you been 21? Uh, since November 27th, so the Iron Bowl. Okay. Uh, ample opportunity to, to fairly be able to answer this question legally on the air, so no FCC violations will be made here. You and five of your best friends, your five best drinking buddies, if you partake, I assume you do. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Delivery. He, he learned something from Will last, or from, uh, from Nathan last week. <laughs> Delivery. I give you three hours. How many jello shots can you guys knock back? Oh, man. <laughs> I have some friends that they could probably take 50. In a three-hour sitting, I could probably only take maybe ten, to be honest with you. I'm between lightweight and middleweight, not going to lie. I don't know about you. Got to be honest about it. Very honest about it. Well, 160, could you you six beat 160? You're not on. You you turned your mic off. A little slip on the button right there? Yeah. He said probably not, though. Probably not. How about... So that was Stanford at the College World Series Jello Shot Challenge. Stanford hit 160. AM came second to last. Uh, or excuse me, no, these are not in order. Ole Miss came in second with 5,428 Jello Hotty Shots. Hotty toddy, gosh almighty. Arkansas, the Razorbacks. Woo! They get it. 6,526 Jello Shots at the Rocco's Jello Shot Challenge at the College World Series. These things are four and a half dollars each. Forty-five hundred dollar bill right here for Arkansas. Good grief! That's all the time we got. That's for why they our... lost yesterday. The whole team was hung over. <laughs> well, I don't know if the players drank. The fans were all hands on deck. Though. All hands on deck. <laughs> That's all the time we got for today. The Jay Parker Show is coming up next. Y'all stick around on Tide One Hundred Point Nine, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Advertise this time of year around 90 degrees, but we will exceed that over the next several days. 96 this afternoon under partly cloudy skies. Fair skies overnight tonight. The overnight low near 72. Hit for tomorrow, plenty of sun. The afternoon high, 97 degrees. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow Off the Edge on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube for live streams and instant analysis. Off the Edge with Jacob Harrison continues.